Heavenly Father, as we stand in your presence, we just make that our prayer. That we'll take you again. Lord, may we accept you again afresh and anew just now in our lives. For Lord, you have redeemed us. You have forgiven us. You have ransomed us. Lord, you have made us your own. And you love us just the way we are. Lord, just now as we open up your word, we also pray that you'll be with us. And Lord, we pray that you'll give us ears to hear what you have to say to each one of us. Lord, hear and answer our prayers. Amen. And amen. Turn to the book of Jeremiah. I'll give you a clue. Jeremiah's in the Old Testament and it's after Isaiah. Okay? If you've got a core Bibles, it's page 762. Jeremiah chapter 29 and commencing to read at verse 11. Hopefully you've also been given a white piece of paper and you may find that helpful uh, in a short while as we go through. As I said when I first came here, first Welcome Sunday, um, it would be helpful if you brought your Bibles with you. Um, so, many, so often in the Salvation Army we feel as though the Bible isn't something we bring with us. We're more than happy to bring the Salvationists with us. We're more than happy to bring the songs to music or the band music or, the, or our instruments with us. But sometimes the Bible's left at home. So maybe I can challenge you this morning to bring your Bibles to worship um, next week and following weeks. So Jeremiah chapter 29, and commencing to read at verse 11. I'm reading from the English Standard Version this morning. Um, I know you've got core Bibles is the good news, but uh, this is probably more near to the original text than the good news. Jeremiah 29, commencing to read at verse 11. This is what we read together. Listen to this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Read that again. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. This morning, I wonder where we are. I wonder where we are regarding us now and our past. I wonder where we are now and our spiritual walk with Jesus. As I said right at the commencement, we're going to start a series. The dates are on the board because um, I'm not here every week um, and I'm doing the series Every, every bit of this series. Um, and there's one outside. So this is going to be the series for the next four times that you'll see me. Want to ask any questions, feel free to do so. But 
I'm really excited that we're going to look at this uh, for the series that God's given us. The problem is, I've already said, maybe we live in the past. Maybe we don't live in the future. Maybe the things of the past are stopping us moving on. Yes, a lot of us have been betrayed, lied to. A lot of us have been hurt. Maybe some of us are still carrying around that bitterness, that resentment, that that unforgiveness. And then the next thing we're going to look about in the series, we're going to talk about why, biblically speaking, it's so important for us to forgive. Hard word, hard thing to do, is to forgive. And that's the second thing we'll be looking at. Why is it important that we forgive others? Why is it that we go back to the Bible and, and what the Bible says about how we should forgive those that hurt us? And then something I don't think I've ever heard taught on or preached on before. So often we've been told that we are the victims. It's, you know, but let's flip the coin for a minute. Maybe we've offended other people. Maybe we've said and done things that we shouldn't have done to other people. And maybe we need to say that to the Lord. Maybe we're not, you know, we're not 100% perfect, are we? I'm not. We all make boo-boos and sometimes the smallest of things may offend somebody else and hurt somebody else. And maybe we haven't even reconciled that with that person. So that's what something else we'll be looking at. So we're going to find out how the Bible says we should apologize. Say sorry. And we're also going to talk about how we get past our own failures, our own mistakes. That's all on the poster. If you want some more, you want to advertise it, feel free. I'll print you some more out. and You can, you can advertise and you can bring people along. Um, it's all on Facebook, on our Facebook page as well. A lot of people have said they would have been coming if they were living nearer. So maybe it's something that people in this world need to hear. So back to today. Back to today. I'll get rid of this stand because it's my netting. Oh, look, sermon notes are gone. Question, this question for you this morning. Have you thought about the labels that you have on you? I've given you a sheet this morning. Okay. And it says on that sheet, what negative label follows your name? You'll notice as I teach this morning, we're going through some of these points. And it's an opportunity for you to take a pen, if you wish, and add your further notes. And the idea then is you take this away with you, you look at it over the next week or so, or you keep it and you look at it and you talk about it amongst yourselves or with me as we move forward. Maybe you want to discuss it over the dinner table later or the tea table. Maybe you want to just get get together with somebody with coffee and share. Because that's what this is about, friends. It's not about just coming into a building and going home again. It's important that we understand what God's trying to say to us. We need to look at ourselves. Because this is all this is about. This isn't looking to our left or to the right or front. This is about us and God. This is about us and God. So I've written there. I've put some headings that may may be helpful, maybe not be helpful. But I've also put there, you need to put your name and the label that you think, you can do it in your mind, you can write it in, you think is the most 
the label that says to people who you are. For instance, just for fun, bear with me, just for fun. You like a bit of fun, don't you? Yeah, right, good. If I said Attila, you say the Hun. Yeah, because that's the net. Yeah, Attila the Hun. Okay, right. Okay. There's Conan the Barbarian. No, okay. There's Billy the... Ah, here we go. You, want, you might not know this one. Simon might. There's Buffy the... Vampire Slayer. There we go. And there's the final one. Winnie the... There you go. Labels. Labels. We all have them. We all have them. Let me tell you about a person I know very well. Many years ago, this person, while at school, was a loner. This person, many, many years ago, come playtime, used to stand by a brick wall with his wafer biscuit while all the other children played in the playground and he didn't say boo to a goose. Until the bell rang, he then left his wafer biscuit after he'd eaten it and he walked back into the classroom and he sat down and he carried on learning. Who was that person? Me. I was a loner. I found it hard to mix. I was a bit short for my age, not grown anymore. But I felt that nobody cared. I felt nobody wanted to play with Graham and Graham didn't have anything to give. Yeah? And I can still remember the plant pot that it was to my right hand side as I stood by that wall. Now there's circumstances that you know of just like that for you. There's situations that have occurred in your lives just like that. And you can think about them like that, can't you? Now some of those are good things and some of those aren't so good. And with all those activities that are happening, then there's labels been attached. Who sees that advert on the television? I think it's a um, famous actor, pretty woman, Julie Roberts. That's the lady. Thank you, Simon, for helping me. She, she advertises the perfume. It looks like there's strings on her arms. Surely you must have seen it. So I think it's a French perfume. Gillian, thank you. I'm pleased I haven't mocked making it as I go along. And she basically releases the, releases the strings from her arms and walks out the door. Yes? Right. I wonder this morning whether we're, we, we feel like puppets and we've got too many strings. Yeah? I used to watch Bill and Ben. Remember Bill and Ben? Okay. You're not used to this, are you? Okay. We'll get there. But do you feel like a puppet this morning? Is God pulling your strings or is the world pulling your strings? Are you allowing other people to pull your strings? You know? Those labels, are they pulling you? What's pulling you? Are you do you want to let go of some of these strings?
Are you tired of being pulled and pushed? And Do we want to move on? Do we want to move on? What negative label? But let's... I've written here in bold letters. God's power is always bigger than your past. And I've written it on your notes as well for you to highlight it, take it home, do what you want with it. But that's something for you that God's power is always bigger than your past. Do we believe that? Because if we don't believe that, then how can we believe that God has quenched sin? And how can we believe that the world is a better place because God died on a cross? Because if God didn't do that for us, we, we wouldn't have the power to do what we do. Correct? So God's power for you guys and for me this morning is always bigger than our past. God's truth about you is bigger than any current truth in your life. Look at what it says in Corinthians. I've written it on your notes this morning. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. I'll let you into a little circuit. Pam majority, majority of the times puts the washing in the washing machine. Okay, and since moving house, she's had to work out which buttons to press on this new washing machine. All right, it's great. She put dirty clothes in one day. And guess what? They almost came out as dirty as they went in. Right? Yeah? The, the machine, obviously, whether it had been dirty, whether she pressed the wrong buttons, we don't know. Right? That the clothes came out almost as dirty as they went in. That got me thinking. Jesus takes us warts and all, Yeah? And he accepts us for warts and all, yeah? Then he takes us to a cross. And he dies for us. That those warts and all, and those sins and all, are forgiven, forgotten, got rid of, washed away. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Yes? That's what we sing, isn't it? How many of us are still stained, though? How many of us don't realize that the stain that used to be there is gone because God's taken it? Yet when we look at it, it still exists. Get what I'm saying? And we try and wash it ourselves because we think it's there. But God's already taken it. And he wants us to forget it. And that's why he says, 
Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone, a new life has begun. We cannot live in the past, friends. If we know Jesus, we need to live in the future. Look at the notes. Look at your notes. It says there about God will give you a new name. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. It says there about Abraham and Sarah. Now, Abraham and Sarah, before they got to know the Lord, nothing happened. Um, There were a couple who wanted more than anything to have children, but they couldn't. And God said to them, you're going to have so many ancestors, you can't even count them. And to prove it, I'm going to give you new names. And he gave the name of Abraham and Sarah, which means father and the mother of many nations. Okay? And there's a guy called Jacob. And Jacob meant swindler or trickster. And God gave him a new name, Israel, which meant wrestled with God. And then, of course, my, one of my favorites is in Judges chapter 6. There was a guy there who's a right kind of a wuss. We all know those types of people. He was afraid, and his name was Gideon. And he was hiding out in the enemies in a kind of cave. And God sent an angel who comes up to a scaredy cat and says, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. So this guy went from being a scaredy cat to a mighty man of valor. God's going to give you, friends, a new name. Okay? A new name. A name that you haven't had before. Some of us, God is going to give you the name Overcomer. Achiever. And it says there, goes on about, talks about Simon. Because once somebody's given you a new name... The second thing you can do is, therefore, God will give you a new purpose. And then we talk about Simon. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are now Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Simon changed his name to that of Peter. Do you remember what it says in Matthew 16? Jesus asked him, who do people say that I am? And he said to some people, some say Elijah, some say John the Baptist. And Jesus looked at Simon, he said to Simon, but Simon, who do you say that I am? And what did Simon say to him? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he goes on to say, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but my, my Father in heaven. And I tell you, Simon, I'm giving you a new name now. And your name's going to be called Peter. What did Peter do? Built a church on this rock. I will build my church. What else did Peter do, though? Even though he changed his name, what else did Peter do? He denied Jesus, didn't he? 
So although God had changed him, although God gave him a new name, guess what? Peter still let him down. God's given you and me, friends, a new name. He's given us new purposes in life. But we still make mistakes. We still make mistakes. But we can still get past our past. Because God has called us. God's given us a new name. God's given us a new purpose. Peter means rock, dependable, of which he built his church. I've written in your notes there that Simon was an uneducated fisherman, unstable, unpredictable, yet he became a fisher of men. And even after he failed at Pentecost, he carried on. And how did people? He led to over 3,000 people in one, 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 one sermon. He got 3,000 people saved. Be nice to have 3,000 people to speak to, let alone save 3,000 in one go. Right? 3,000 people were saved. Just, ain't that amazing? Just by a change of name and a change of purpose and in putting the past in the past and doing what God wanted to do, Peter was used by God. How amazing is that? And yet at the end, Peter didn't feel as though he was worthy to be called a disciple, to be in the same lines of Jesus. So how was Peter crucified? Upside down, thank you. Peter was crucified upside down because he didn't want to put himself as worthy as God. I wonder, friends, I wonder, has God given us a new name? Has God given you a new name? Don't let past labels define you. I've written there, out of your greatest weakness, God can give your greatest strength. So we've looked at God will give you a new name, God will give you a new purpose, and finally God will give you a new future. If I can become a little boy, you used to go to school and stand by a wall and eat a wafer biscuit and not talk to anybody and cry at the smallest of things and become feel very much a loner. And God can do this with me and change me. Then he can change anyone. Because I was a hard case. You can smile, you can smirk. It's true. I had no confidence. I didn't want to mix. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I wasn't very clever at school. But God had a purpose. Still don't feel worthy, but God has a purpose. And maybe you, know, you are sitting there this morning, you're going, yeah, but I'm 70. I'm a bit older than 70. I feel 100. Do you know something? God has a purpose. Amen? You don't believe me, do you? Hey, how old was Abraham and Sarah when they had children? 
ancient. Read it in scripture. Right? Read it. Read it. Read it. He can do the impossible, can't he? Passion? Yes, of course he can. So friends, this morning, God's going to give us a new future. I highlight notes there about Rahab. For those of you who know about Rahab, and he goes back to Jeremiah, after Jeremiah, but Rahab, Rahab was a prostitute eight times in the Bible she's mentioned and six times it's identified at the eight times it's mentioned to her that what she did for a living. So she wasn't just Rahab. She was Rahab the prostitute. Right? So out of the eight times that her name is mentioned, six of them is defined by the label that's attached to her. But if you read your scriptures and you read it through and you follow the, follow the lines... It ends up there, and that's just why I put Rahab married, ended up marrying a God-fearing man called Salmon. Rahab had a great, 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 great grandson, and his name was? There we go. So from a woman who's called Rahab the prostitute comes Jesus Christ the Saviour. Think about that for a minute. Just think about that for a minute. Because that's amazing, right? Isn't it? From Rahab the prostitute comes Jesus the saviour of all mankind. Wow. Absolute wow. Because God can do that. God can give us a new name, God can give us a new purpose, and God can give us a new future. And what do we read? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And it links back to when we spoke about running, since in Philippians, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize. I wonder. I wonder what label you allow God to put on you this morning. I wonder if you allow God to help you get past the past and cut off the labels that don't no longer work. Friends, I wonder. I wonder what the future is for you, your life, your purpose. Are you going to remain in the past? And allow the past to swallow you up and the world to swallow up? Or are you going to live for Jesus and what he wants? I wonder. I wonder. I just want us to reflect for a moment. We're going to use the same song we used right at the beginning of the meeting. Right at the very beginning of the meeting. We're going to sing, all I once held dear, built my life upon. All this world reveres and wars to own. All I once thought gain, I have counted loss, spent and worth compared to this. What's this? Knowing Jesus. This is where we started from, with Jesus. And this is where we're going back to, because he is the number one, yeah? He's knowing about Jesus. 
Friends, we don't live here in life just to live life day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, and there's no future. We live here to tell other people about Jesus, that we will see them in heaven. That's the purpose why we Christians live. Sorry to tell you if something you don't agree with, but that is the case. We need to know Jesus in order to tell other people about Jesus. We need to live life that tells other people so we can get to heaven. That's where I'm going. It's all about knowing Jesus. Father, now we just come before you. We lay our lives before you, Lord. And Lord, in our hearts, we just lay prostrate in front of you. And Lord, we just say, Lord, we thank you that you loved us so much and you care for us so much that you forgave us, you restored us. But Lord, just now we know that for many of us in this room, we have labels attached to us that we need to get rid of. Oh Lord, as now as we bring those labels to mind, Lord, let's give them to you. Let's cut them off and let's just hand them over to you. For Lord, you are a loving and worthy God and a God that just wants the best for his children and he wants the best for you and I. So Lord, just now we just pray that we'll just hand them over to you and you'll take them. But Lord, as we give you labels, may we also take other things on board. The labels that you want us to have. A child of yours. A child of yours. A son of yours, a daughter of yours. that we're loved, that we're cared for, that we're understood. Father, just now, we just thank you that as our Father, you want to bestow great gifts on your children time and time again. For Lord, we say, for out of your infinite riches in Jesus, you give, you give, and you give again. And Lord, just at this point in our lives, maybe do we just need to take from you as well as to give to you. Maybe we just need to feel that warm embrace again surrounding us. Maybe we just want to feel that we're lifted up to you. For Lord, that's what we have as a fellowship, as a church opportunity for each other to love one another lift each other up care for one another hug each other hold each other talk to each other discuss scripture with one another pray for one another for Lord that is what you call church to be and may we do that to help people to get past the past so Lord we just pray 
that it says in scripture that anyone who calls on your name can be saved, forgiven, transformed. And Lord, we just do that again afresh just now. Lord, be all that we need in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.